Welcome back to the Nerdy Merc. I am Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. You can find me at the Nerdy Merc on Facebook and YouTube at Nerdy Merc on Twitter and Parlor and Nerdy Merc seventy nine on Instagram. So why am I playing Kendrick Lamar's All the Stars? That song is very well associated with the Black Panther movie, and I have a Black Panther story. Now, bear with me. The title does not sound like Black Panther. At SuperheroBreakout.com, they posted an article, let's see, yesterday, called Ant-Man 3, Janet Van Dyne's Crazy New Powers Explained Further. Now, of course, Janet Van Dyne is the mother of Hope Van Dyne, who is the new Wasp, and the, well, I guess, I think he's a wife, but they don't have the same last name. Whatever. So, and the wife of Hank Pym, who was the original Ant-Man. Now, if you've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, and by now you should have, if not, I don't know why you haven't, you know that um, Janet Van Dyne came back from the quantum realm with uh, some crazy powers. She healed Ghost, the girl that was... That was um, oh, I, uh, she like did some face shifting. I'm not 100% sure exactly what all she did. Um, but she was pretty tough on brain to beat. And Janet Van Dyne spent like 30 years in the quantum realm. No idea how she survived. Obviously, she aged. So apparently her experience in the quantum realm was a little bit different than Scott's when he spent five years there, you know, going from Ant-Man and the Wasp to um, uh, Endgame. But supposedly this Wakanda Files book kind of does some exp- explanations according to the amazon district description excuse me it is an in-world book from the marvel cinematic universe the wakanda files compiled by request of shuri who is of course t'challa's younger sister and who eventually becomes queen of wakanda when t'challa goes into exile as part of her quest to improve the future for all people it's a collection of papers, articles, blueprints, and notes amassed throughout history by Wakanda's war dogs. According to SuperheroBreakout.com, in an article they posted yesterday, the Wakanda Files revealed a handwritten note of Janet where she talks about the experience of healing ghosts. She said, and I quote, I have quite a bit to catch up on. The world is a changed place, then again, so am I. Part of it is adaptation, part of it is evolution. I'm suddenly capable of the previously incapable. I'm stricken with a form of quantum entanglement, as if every molecule in my body continues to be in multiple places at once. I believe that's how I was able to feel ghost's pain, but I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I was able to phase her... I'm, I'm not entirely sure how, excuse me, but I was able to phase her completely back into our reality. Perhaps there are healing qualities to the particles in the quantum realm, it feels like I was in there for a lifetime, but I'm left with several lifetimes worth of questions, end quote. The book looks phenomenal. 
Uh, it appears to only be available in hardback. Uh, just a solid black cover that says the Wakanda files on it and is covered in what um, must be Wakandan runes. And it comes with a couple of Kamoyo beads that have, um, I'm assuming they're battery powered, but they have some sort of light that reveals UV ink and allows you to see certain things that you could not otherwise see with the naked eye. According to Amazon.com, it is currently sold out or temporarily out of stock, which, you know, same thing. But anyway... I will be um I will definitely be getting this whenever I can get a hold of it and I am very much looking forward to it. So the old lady and I watched a documentary about a week and a half ago called The Social Dilemma. It uh, is on Netflix and it first premiered at the 2020 Sundance Film Festival and I got to say it's kind of eye-opening. Now Anytime you watch a documentary, you have to go in there with your eyes open. You have to understand that documentaries are designed to persuade you to think a, a certain way about a certain subject or subjects. You know, it varies from documentary to documentary. So what I like to do with documentaries is I go in there with a grain, you know, and I take the information with a grain of salt. I, I go in there as a skeptic. I go in there as a non-believer and then I, I start confirming little details here and there. So the social dilemma, let me tell you a little bit about it real fast. According to Wikipedia, it's, uh, it's, it's a docudrama, so it's part acting, part documentary, film directed by Jeff Orlowski and uh, written by him and a couple other people. The film explores the rise of social media and the damage it has caused to society, focusing on its exploitation of its users for financial gain through surveillance capitalism and data mining, how, it, how its design is meant to nurture an addiction, its use in politics, its effect on mental health, including the mental health of adolescents and, and correlates with the rising teen suicide rates and its role in spreading conspiracy theories such as Pizzagate and aiding anti-science groups such as Flat Earthers. So the film uh, features interviews with former Google design ethicist and Center for Humane Technology co-founder Tristan Harris, his fellow Center for Humane Technology co-founder Aza Raskin, Asana co-founder and Facebook like button co-creator Justin Rosenstein, Harvard University professor Shoshana Zuboff, former Pinterest president Tim Kendall, Al Now, director of policy uh, research Rashida Richardson, Yonder director of research Renee DeResta, Stanford University addiction, and a whole bunch of other experts. Okay, I'm, I'm getting bogged down with details here. So, and I will say this, every single time that... Um, that, uh, uh, you know, they put up a, 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 the name of somebody and, you know, and then they put down, you know, who they are. I checked it out and every single one of those names matched up. Those really are those people. They were, they were the people that were high ranking, uh, officials in these organizations, Google, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, I think is in there somewhere too. I mean, all of the major, uh, TikTok, TikTok, I know they had some, uh, some people from TikTok in there. And it really blew my mind. There, some of these people, there's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't let my kids use this stuff. The uh, uh, 
uh, former Pinterest president, Tim Kendall, this really kind of shocked me. He even knew the, the, the practices that, that, that were being employed here to nurture these unhealthy addictions in people. And even knowing it, he found himself spending hours after he, after he got off work. He's president of Pinterest. You know, his whole, his entire career is social media and that kind of thing. And he, and he couldn't break his, he couldn't break the cycle himself when he got off work. He said he'd find, he'd find himself spending hours a, a day after he got off work, just kind of hovering over the sink, hovering over, over the table, hovering over the bed while he's getting changed. You know, he said he had real kids downstairs that needed his attention, but social media was taking, taking it all up. And it was really eye-opening. They even had this one thing in there, and they were talking about how Google, Google modifies searches based on your location. Now, most people don't really have the ability to, to test that, but being the true nerd that I am, I do. And so the, the specific test that they showed on screen was type in climate change is and then let the autofill do its magic. So you type in climate change is and it'll say Israel is a hoax, whatever. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different possible, possible options there. But those searches, according to this documentary, docudrama, excuse me, are going to be different based on your geographical location. And so I decided to test that. I have a VPN. Okay, if you have a VPN, you can do the same thing. And I chose like seven or eight different cities, starting from Boston, and I ended all the way in LA. And I chose every like a whole bunch of them in between, like Boston, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Houston, Denver, um, and and I don't remember all the ones that I used, but I I did the same thing. Climate change, like once I once I logged into that particular uh, host, I guess you call it. I'd type in climate change is, and then I took a screenshot, and then I'd move on to the next one. Climate change is screenshot, rinse and repeat. It was absolutely true because I was able to, once I took all those screenshots, I opened them all up in the preview, uh, the preview thing that I have on the MacBook, and, and I was able to just tap through arrow to arrow to arrow to one picture to the next, and every single search box was different. They're all tailored based on where where uh, you are. Side note, I also did the same thing with Bing, which is the current uh, search engine that I use. Not th- uh, consistent results all the way from Boston to LA. So Bing does not do that, which makes me really, really, um, it, 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 re- it reinforces my belief that I did the right thing by switching to Bing. I highly suggest you do too. But everything that I could confirm about this documentary, I was able to confirm, which gives it a a very good air of credibility. And again, it is a documentary, so it's designed to influence the way you think about something. So I, I I highly suggest going to watch it yourself. Okay, The Social Dilemma, it's on Netflix, and... I gotta say, it's very eye-opening. It's very eye-opening. It's it's making me change the way that I'm going or going forward that I'm going to handle social media, which is why when I I actually watched this in the middle of my break and I was like, wow, I am so glad I dropped social media. Now I'm back on social media and I actually have more accounts than I did before, but I am only engaging 
and the promotion of my brand, The Nerdy Merc. Thank you for listening. And and I, I I've unfollowed everybody. I even unfollowed my old lady. Now I've since I've since then refollowed her because she doesn't post anything that that's controversial or gives me a headache. But it was it was bad. And now I recognize this in myself before I ever saw this this documentary. Social media is kind of addicting for me, and I know a lot of of other people that can also say that. And I have to really, really be on guard so I don't go down that rabbit hole and I don't just follow it down and down and down and spend, next thing you know, I've been leaning over the bed with my pants half off because I'm changing my clothes and just decided to get on Facebook and and uh, and decided to argue with an idiot because they're wrong. I That's not healthy. That was not healthy for me. And if that is not your experience, awesome. But if you have kids, especially, I mean, this this documentary points out the fact that uh, the Gen Zers, you know, those born mid '90s on up, roughly around there, they're the first. They're the first um, uh, generation that had social media when they were in middle school, and they've kind of been raised on it. And if you have a kid in that age range, which I do. It's just something to keep an eye on, you know, monitor what they're doing, monitor their screen time, because it is addicting. It, I mean, it talks about, uh, I mean, it correlates with the rise of social media, with the rise of teen suicide rates, uh, lack of, of interest in dating and, and, uh, 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 and go, and, you know, being involved with, uh, romantically with other, 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 other teenagers. You know, even even going so far as like you know, uh, the Gen Zers are 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 getting their driver's licenses at a much later age, or not at all. You know, which I I can actually relate to that. My kid, I kind of had to, I kind of had to put the boot on the butt and say, "You're getting a driver's license because I'm not driving you around for the rest of your life." So I kind of you know for, we forced that issue. Uh, but yeah it's it it was very eye opening again watch it you know keep your eyes wide open watching it understand what a documentary is and what it's trying to do but it it does provide a lot of interesting information I highly recommend watching it the social dilemma you can find it on netflix and and don't above all if you watch it don't be scared just make whatever changes you th- you feel you need to make and move on. But still, highly recommend watching it. Folks, if you've heard me talk recently, you you know I believe that we are headed towards some dark times. I believe we're 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 in the fire. Last week, the New York Post officially came out and endorsed Donald Trump. The New York Post, the nation's oldest newspaper, the oldest media company, founded by Alexander Hamilton himself. I, I can't recall a time when I've ever heard of a major media outlet endorsing a political candidate. Now, don't get me wrong. I've seen quite a few stump for him. I'm currently watching that happen. But I've ne- but even as far as I know, CNN and MSNBC and ABC and, and the like haven't officially come out and said, we endorse Joe Biden. Oh, they want him to win. Oh, I know they do. but And it's very obvious in the way they report things. But I haven't seen it. And 
I understand the reasoning, but that doesn't make it right. I'm talking about the New York Post and the and the censorship that they faced on Twitter and and Facebook with the tacit approval of those other mainstream media agencies like CNN and MSNBC because they won't even report on it. Or if they do, it's very, very little. Today, the Boston Herald has announced that they are endorsing Donald Trump. Folks, this isn't right. Even if they're endorsing my candidate or the candidate that I think will do best for America, and yes, I am voting for Trump. I voted for him in 2016 because he was a gamble. He was he was a junk ball, as Tony Katz likes to put it. With Hillary, I knew exactly what was coming down the pipe. I'd heard her words. I'd seen her actions. I, 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 I knew what was coming down the pipe. I knew what I'd get with her. I didn't know what I'd get with Donald Trump. I literally played the odds. It's worked out pretty well. Now, I am 100% voting for Donald Trump based on his record. And if you'd like to talk about his record, I will be happy to do so. But even though they're endorsing the candidate that I want to win, that I hope will win next week, this is not right. How can you have a free and impartial media if they're endorsing political candidates? If they're not, I mean, because they're 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 forever going to be one hundred percent tainted with a bias. I guess I guess you can kind of make the argument. Well, folks already think they're biased anyway, so why not? Well, same could be said for CNN. Our founding fathers wanted the First Amendment there for a reason. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for for redress of grievances. Those rights were extremely important to our founding fathers. They wanted a free and fair press. They wanted people that would be people and organizations that would be able to hold America and the people that are leading it accountable. Now, it kind of feels like the 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 New York Post story is and is Archduke Franz Ferdinand and Twitter and Facebook just assassinated him. It feels like everyone's picking their sides, officially picking their sides. This, 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 this will just go down a dark road. And I hope, I hope we can find our way back before it gets there. I really do. Well, once again, we've reached the end of our time. I am Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. You can reach me at 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. You can also find me at The Nerdy Merc on Apple Podcasts and wherever other podcasts are found. Facebook and YouTube, at Nerdy Merc on Twitter and Parlor, and Nerdy Merc 79 on Instagram. Go there, subscribe, follow me, give me a like, tell your friends. Nerdy Merc, out. <laughs>